I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are your Kraken Captains. Well, here we are, Doug. Five games in. Rough start. Dropping the opener to Vegas. Uh, they raised the banner, and I wanted to say we dropped the hammer, but that was not to be. And uh, then, you know, having to wait till game five against Carolina to find pay dirt and come home with two points. Rough going early with little to no offense. Um, a shutout mixed in there and only mustering a maximum of one goal per game. Uh, and uh, so last year's team finally showed up, though, uh, at home against Carolina in a 7-4 to four outburst. How are you feeling, Doug, with the start here? Well, I was going to ask you the same question, JB. Part of me is dreading a repeat of the inaugural season. Mm. Seeing Tanev on IR is bad for business. I was also kind of disappointed to see Jordan Eberle have to fight Logan O'Connor. I was hoping he would have a little backup there. It looked like Will Borgen was chirping the Avs forward a little bit as he was heading into the penalty box after the fight, but I'd really like to see some of our tougher guys standing up for guys like Eberle, who's not really much of a fighter. A pretty terrible start to the season, if you ask me. Did you see anything in there that should give us a glimmer of hope, JB? Well, thank goodness I did. First, I'll, I'll start with the Eberle thing. I think, you know, that game to me is kind of like a... It's not a one and done because I think they're going to be pretty bitter rivals. But that fight was, I think, a response to to Eberle last season breaking Cogliano's neck. So, you know, us sticking up for him, I don't think that was going to cut it. You know, that's a bill that that was going to be paid no matter yeah, what. Yeah, I did mention that during the game. Um, so I think that's over, you know, and done with. But the interesting thing is I had a buddy at that game. I was at the game too, but he was sitting down low, and he said that uh, McCann was tripping McCarr like all night wanting to go at it, and uh, McCarr wouldn't, wouldn't buy it. So um, I think that's going to probably fester a little bit, but I hope not too much. Those playoff series um, can end up with a lot of grudge grudges like that, you know? Hey, they were the defending Stanley Cup champions, and we took them down, so I'm sure there's going to be some, some bad blood, as the Swifties would say, uh, for a while here. But getting back to the, the positive things, I think the goalies have been outstanding to start the season, grew, um, kind of picking up where he left off last year, even though he's coming under heavy fire from everywhere, not just the opposing team. It's like all the detractors continue and continue, but he's top 12 in the league and goals saved above expected. And he's had three quality starts, um, just no goal support. Decord, you know, gets the first one of the season, but they they needed, you know, five goals to do the thing and they got seven goals. So a lot of goal support for him, but... Decord has been amazing as well, passes the eye test and is making the organization, you know, not second guess their decision to send uh, Drieger down. So much so that now there are trade rumors uh, starting to leak out regarding Drieger maybe getting moved. 
Crazy. So that's a lot of confidence uh, <clears throat> from what they've seen in a short period of time. Two, two starts in the first five games. But also the PK has been great, which I'll touch on later. Um, boys have, have powered through. They were close, getting a lot of shots in the game, but not getting, you know, the production, not getting the goals out of it. Um, but they just kept working. And in the Carolina Carolina game, they pushed through. That game was in doubt at one point. I mean, it was 4-1 to one to start the third. And Carolina, you know, was really good at coming back. And they scored two quick goals. And it's all of a sudden, it's 4-3. to three, And, you know, the Kraken... The old Kraken might have lost that game, but uh, good teams find a way to win, and, and they found a way to get it done in the third period. So I think those are all things that we can hang our hat on. Obviously, things to work on. The power play, still rough, but you know they've proved they can work on those things and improve them. They did last year, and I expect they'll continue to do that this year. So. For sure. Well, that is some some good points. So we'll see. I guess we'll see how they go continuing the season tonight against the Rangers. Right. All right. We better get into the maelstrom. It's the maelstrom. The maelstrom. The maelstrom. The maelstrom. The maelstrom. So before we talk about. Uh, the three stars of this episode. You are actually like here in the flesh. Pretty rare. I know. Here I am. Yeah. For us to be in the same room when we're recording a podcast since you live on the other side of the country. So that's pretty rad. And uh, you are, you've got tickets. You're coming back. You've got tickets to the uh, Winter Classic, yep, right? Yeah, we're going to the Rangers game tonight. And then I got tickets to the Winter Classic. I'll be coming back in the end of December. Right. So I've got a surprise for you. Who for me? Mm -hmm. When you come, you better bring your skates. Okay. Because they're allowing season ticket holders to skate on the oh, ice. Oh, skate on the ice outside? Yeah. Oh, snap. And the wife is like, well, Doug plays hockey. You better let him go skate on it. <laughs> like, that makes sense. Let's do it. Awesome. So, well, yeah. I'll make sure I bring him. That's awesome. Yeah. Once in a lifetime type of deal. It'll be cool to skate on NHL ice. So, looking forward to that. But... The three stars of the episode. I think we got to start it with uh, the third star, Ty Cattier. Uh, he was this close to a Gordie Howe hat trick uh, the other night against Carolina. Uh, scores his first regular season goal. Uh, gets in a fight, sticking up for a, a bad hit on McCann. Uh, just couldn't find that assist in there somewhere to pull it off. But uh, he's got that energy. He's got a really heavy shot. And it's infectious. And uh, I think we need that with Tanev out. So um, what a way to start the season for the rookie. Yeah. Could Hats be another off to Ty Cartier. Calder winner. Uh-huh, could if be. If it continues at this pace, Absolutely. we'll see. I mean, Bedard's got his name already written in pencil on yeah, it. So for sure. we'll see how it goes. But third star of this episode, and Calder favorite in our book. In our, in our <laughs> book, for sure. Well, moving on, the second star for this episode is Vince Dunn. He had five points in as many games so far this season, with three points in the game against Carolina. He's a real leader and just a stand-up kind of player for this team. It's awesome that the Kraken were able to lock him in for four more years. He and Adam Larson make a great first line for our defense. Yeah, I mean, somebody said, and I think this is true, that, you know, 
when Vince Dunn is feeling it, the rest of the team's like vibing off that. And that that shot that he took on the power play, it, absolute rifle, top shelf. I mean, just uh, classic placement from him. It's like a, you know, you could just tell he's feeling it. That's where he puts the puck. I think he had you know? an assist in that game too. I could be wrong. Oh yeah, I no, he, he did. did. So and he almost got three in the points. Fight, so he almost he almost had a Gordie Howe hat trick too. <laughs> yeah, two players with almost in one hat. game. That's wild. Uh, uh, one of the prerequisites of our three stars is almost getting a Gordie Howe hat trick. <laughs> okay. First star, kind of touched on it earlier, but it's the Kraken penalty killer units. Um, I was watching Allison Lucan, who does analytics for the Kraken, and she had some very insightful things to say. And you kind of like see these things and you know like, oh, it's clicking and it's working. Uh, but to have her like put the stats behind it is really, really awesome. So the Kraken are perfect on the PK this season. And they are the best team in the league since January 1st, 2023, with 39 perfect games. So they made some changes to that power uh, penalty kill, rather, and went to that diamond formation. And ever since then, um, they've been gangbusters. Allison talked about the addition of PEB, which is Pierre-Edouard Belmar. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we've talked about his ability to win face-offs, but... Not only win the face-off, but put it in places that are advantageous for us on the kill to make it easier to clear out the puck. And then, of course, continuity in the system with most players returning. And so you have that familiarity and that kind of almost communication without being able to, without having to speak. So um, those are some huge factors, but... Uh, for a team that's been struggling to get offense, having a, a PK unit that that saves those type of goals from ending up on the stat sheet. And is not huge. only that, they got a shorthander the other night. That's right, and that so, was that I was PEB. Yeah, the Arab I mean, So yeah, uh, production all around for those guys. That's awesome. Yep. Well, let's break down the games that we've seen so far this season. We'll start with Vegas. Vegas raises the banner, but they continue to flummox our boys, uh, even though we ended up the first game of the season with five more shots on goal against our Nevada rivals. They were able to score three more goals than us. It's getting tiring to watch our boys lose to these guys time and time again. Yeah, they really, you know, it's, a, it's their style of play and, of course, the skill they have good players at every level, but they, for some reason, whatever it is about their style, like I haven't really dug into it, but it's, it seems really difficult for us to find any purchase with them. And Aiden Hill has proven know. to be a hell of a goalie for them. Yeah. I mean, that's just a bonus, you know, out of nowhere, but yeah. Um, yeah. Watching them lose to Vegas stinks. I it's, hate that. It's like <laughs> the rivalry that, that isn't quite, Yeah, they really want it to be. And of course we're playing them in the winter classic. So, um, but they'll keep they'll keep working it. Hopefully, and, we get and... the W on that one. Yeah, we better. We got our fingers yeah. crossed. So, yeah, the interesting thing is once again, it's like more shots. They just weren't finding the back of the net early in the season, uh, but they they also faded in the back end. I think the the disparity was way more than five in the second period. Um, so, gotta finish. Okay, Nashville was next. Um, they blasted us off the map in a 3-0 route. Uh, just a poor showing from the boys. 
and one to forget. But, you know, respect to Nashville goalie Yossi Soros, who got the shutout and seems to be asserting himself and stepping out of Pekka Rene's shadow. So um, those guys look pretty good yeah, this season. Good this season, yeah. Um, so no slouches or anything like that, but not much to take from, from that other than, you know, got to play better. Right. All around. Absolutely. What are you doing? Shut out by anybody. Yeah. And then uh, Hackstall flips the script and sends Decord out against St. Louis. And despite a valiant effort, the boys continue to struggle on offense and lose in a shootout, two to one, securing their first point of the season at least. Not having much luck as a team in the shootouts, though. I know what the problem is. They need to send out Adam Larson as the first shooter. I don't care what anybody says. He can dangle. I've seen it. He's done some crazy stuff, and I think it would just be a big boost for the whole team. Well, it does seem like uh, McCann and Beneers and Everly, who you would expect. I mean, that's why they're putting them out there, because you expect them to be able to, you know, deke the goalie out and, and score those goals. But none of those guys have had any luck so right. far. And so, you know, maybe you're right. I mean... Who else would I like to see in the shootout? Now that I'm thinking about it. Ty. Yeah, Ty Car TA. And maybe yeah. some of these new guys, maybe, you know, seeing uh Pierre Edouard Bellemare out there popping one in. Yeah. I don't know. They gotta do something because what they're doing now isn't working. Right. I mean Hackstall's proven he can change things up, so he ought to take that under advisement in that area as well. Um, but yeah, okay, last uh not last, but the boys uh finally arrive home and I think, you know, the start of the season may have gone different if they had started at home and got some of that hometown energy. But they finally get home from this three-game horrible road trip, and who's waiting but a familiar foe, the Avalanche. Um, this one was on the brink. They played the, the abs tough from the start, and local Spokane native Tyler Yamamoto scored a beauty from a sharp angle top shelf. The boys were cooking. Uh, then things kind of started to fall apart in the second period. Um, they allow a quick goal. Then they allow a shorthanded goal. Uh, plus, you know, there was some, there was tension in the building. You could just feel it. it was the first time they, they played since that elimination game. Yeah, since the playoffs, game seven. And it was the first time McCann had been back to face McCarr. Uh-huh. If you remember, McCarr knocked McCann in the boards pretty hard. What was it, yeah. uh, game six? Game five? Uh, yeah, games. I can't remember five or six. I think it was, it was five. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there was some serious tension, and I think some of that actually detracted from the game. You could tell McCann was on edge, and he just was missing passes and and just missing shots. And I think it's because he had his focus more on like he wanted to get down with McCarr and like settle the score or whatever. And moving forward. It's got to just be about hockey, you know. Um, use it as motivation, but it, it it tipped and it bled over, it felt like to me. Like, there was just too much energy uh, that was directed in the wrong place and needed to be directed, you know, at yeah, the main, playing the, your game. The, the point of the game is to win. And when you're focused on, you know, holding the grudge, it's hard to focus on winning. Yeah, and l let's be honest, this is a top-tier team. We beat them last year, but they're going to come out every time they play us looking to prove something, and they're dangerous. So you need to be on your game for 60 minutes because they will make you pay, and they did. Um, so, 
we really got to like turn the tide on that one. But I think we play them two more times this month. So uh, we'll get another chance for sure. Absolutely. Well, finally, the boys put it all together against the Hurricanes, grabbing their first win of the season. I got to come out to Seattle to catch this game, and you called it, JB. You texted me and said you thought this was going to be the first win of the season. And you were right. They came out, fired up, and by the end of the second period, the Kraken had a 4-1 lead. Yeah, everyone contributed. Decord was on fire out of the gate. Vince Dunn made an early save with his stick that was going in. That was crazy. Um, and this was, you know, last year's playoff team. Seven different players scoring goals. Uh, 13 players with a point. Yeah. So everybody contributing uh, and playing all 200 feet of the ice. Um, Yanni scored first off on a tip from Barakowski. Shorts scored an aggressive, decisive power play goal, which is great to see. I love seeing Jaden yeah. Schwartz get one in there. Yeah. Belmar grabs that shorty. Dunn rifles that shot top shelf uh, for a blistering power play goal. Um, Kraken leading 4-1 uh, going into the third, but allow those two quick goals and doubt starts to creep in. But some subtle changes in the line, I think, kind of helped. They moved Cartier up to the first line where he played, you know, with Ebbs and, and uh, Berniers during the playoffs, and they sent McCann down to the second line. That, in combination with some of the things they did, switching Burkowski and Bjorkstrand, Bjorkstrand uh, really paid dividends, and, and when the game looked like it was going to get out of hand, McCann comes in, Pastor McCanner, with a sweet goal, um, and that really was the end of the game. I mean, we scored two more times, but that was kind of the decisive nail. That's right. The they needed the fifth goal to win. Yeah. So everything after that's just bonus. Yeah. So, yeah, that was good. It's good to see him finally get a win this season. Let's see if they can keep it up. Well, and a win in true, like, Kraken fashion. Absolutely, um, the way that they play. They're yep. coming, they're, they're playing Kraken hockey, baby. Yep, exactly. So, there it is. So that's your breakdown. I think, you know, obviously it's one win, and we got to build on it. Um, Three points, though. At least we got the point from the shootout. It's not much, but that's yeah. something. That that one more point could help us out at the end of the season. You never know. Yeah, we just got to string them together. Yeah, a, you know, we right. got to build on the good things that we did in this last game, and then take that tonight. Maybe some of that Against road the energy. Rangers. And then some of that on the road energy from last year, if they can win some more road games, because that first road trip was a little harsh. <laughs> yeah. Tough, tough way to start the season, but building. I have faith. Okay, well, let's touch on some other few things, and I want to start with uh, booing Makar. Uh, yay or nay? Oh, boy. Well, I think that after, you know, I think a lot of people remember that hit on McCann, and it was really ugly. So I can understand, you know, the... What, is, what do you call it? Like the instinct to just get out there and start booing as soon as he gets on the ice. It's like the refs. Yeah. Very, the very first thing when the game starts, after the little, like, you know, the little intro and stuff to get the fans psyched up, the music comes on and the refs skate out, and everybody's always booing the refs. But you couldn't play the game without them. Yeah. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So, I mean, I don't think Kale McCarr had any, you know, it wasn't malicious. Yeah. You know, I think it was just one of those things that happens it was ugly you don't want to see it happen so i don't know what do you think 
Um, I told somebody this uh, the other day. I am all for letting, you know, water go under the bridge. Uh, I don't think he's a dirty player. I don't think it was malicious. Was it a bad play? Yeah. But it also was a bang-bang play. Um, so, you know, the other thing for me is I was at the game, and here's what I said to the person. I was like, I'm going to boo him this game and this game only. But the main reason is because it's the first time that McCann is back playing Makar. And as a fan, I want McCann to know that we remember – and we didn't forget about him, and we have his back. Yeah, and I guess that's yeah. that's the thing is like, is that's totally solid line of thought. Yeah. Right. But like, you don't really know how the entire arena booing Makar, uh, how that affects our team, right? You don't know like what they're thinking when they hear the whole, you know, if do they even know that you're booing Makar, or are they just booing for no reason? Do they oh, know? They know. <laughs> He, they only booed the yeah. They only booed when Makar touched the puck. So they didn't boo to start the game. But I gotta be honest, it just got to a point of hilarity where you know Makar would touch the puck for half a second, pass it away, and people were like, hoo, hoo, hoo. and then you know he'd hold it for a long time, and you get like the serious boo. But to me, it was just it just became laughable, and I, and it didn't have the same energy as it did in the playoffs, you know. Right, it's just right. kind of like, we're doing this to do it. So I'd say, you know, take it out. Yeah, but, time to let it go. But I did boo. The first time he touched the puck, I did boo him. Definitely. Just I mean, I sure. think you're right. That yeah. that first first game, first time, good. Yeah. After From here on out, it's it's hockey, baby. Right. And that, that goes back to what I was saying earlier about that game, is like too much extracurricular stuff pulls focus away from what you should be doing, which is concentrating on your system and playing good hockey. So. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> from the from the rafters. Okay. Uh, next, we got some cool piece of news. Uh, when the Kraken partnered with uh, Amazon and created the greenhouse or the Climate Pledge Arena, their goal was to be carbon neutral. Um, I can't remember the date, but they gave themselves a long runway, as I recall, like 2035 or something. Um, but the greenhouse is already there, became the first net zero carbon arena ever. Kind of changing the game for sustainability in sports. That is something so, else. Congrats to yeah, them. I'll, I'll, Cheers to the greenhouse. I'll drink, I'll drink to that. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, there's some things. Obviously, it's expensive. But that has more to do with the fact that those guys paid for the whole stadium. Um, it's not taxpayer money that they used, so they need to make their money. So you go and buy a $16 beer, and you're like, God, it's a lot of money. I mean, all this stuff, really, yeah. But all these initiatives that they do, I think really, uh, they don't cost that much. You know, aluminum cans instead of plastic for water, it's not been that difficult. Ball makes those aluminum cups now yep. for all the cocktails. Um, so... You know, and just being conscious about how people are getting to the stadium and things like that and catch rainwater catchment systems for the ice and uh, all those sorts of things, uh, you know, with the water in the bathroom. So um, getting the system in place the right way has gone a long way, I think, to making this possible. And, you know, people are going to be like, well, retrofitting old stadiums. And I'm like, yeah, I understand. It's going to be super expensive, but... It's a beacon for people who are building the next stadium 
Jerry Jones, where are you at? You know, mm -hmm. built your billion dollar stadium. So, uh, you know, moving forward, it should be uh, kind of a standard that people look at, I think. Absolutely. And I mean, not just in hockey, but also in, you know, any sports, football arenas. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, soccer arenas, like all of the mm -hmm. all of the places where professional sports teams are playing. I mean, you got to figure there's a lot that goes into like moving the ice back and forth from a basketball court to an ice rink or pulling the grass out of a football stadium right. <laughs> into a greenhouse where they can make the grass grow and then rolling it back into the football stadium or whatever these different yeah. arenas do. You know what I mean? Yeah. To make the field or ice good for the players. I mean, that can all take a lot of, you know, undergoing. But I think, you know, seeing what's been done, these billionaires maybe have a little bit of responsibility to look at those things Absolutely. when they're planning their their next you know huge investments in those areas because you know people pay a lot of money for tickets to games and jerseys and all the apparel and all that other stuff so um if the world heats up anymore we're not going to be able to have too much ice <laughs> right. right. Only in hockey arenas where we can keep it cold. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, cheers to the greenhouse and, and the staff and everybody who who set out on that uh, road for that goal and, and achieved it. So awesome. Here, here. Tanev is out four to six weeks after a dirty hit by Brett Howden, which cost him a two-game suspension. Howden, that is, not Tanev. Tanev's right. out for four to six weeks, not two games. So, Right. I mean, you know, I've talked about this before, but you just make it the same amount of time, and it'll go away. If Howden was like, now had to sit for four to six weeks because of a dirty play that he got a game misconduct for, so it's the rest are saying, hey, it's dirty. It was not good. I mean, those type of plays would be less and less and less. And, you know, he's a spark plug for our team. And uh, it's my wife's favorite player. So, And I've watched Howden play hockey, too. He was on the Rangers for a season, I believe. And, and he's a good hockey player. I think, you know, I think things like that, maybe the the emotions run high, you know, yeah. and, and people get a little nasty. But, yeah, you're right. Maybe if the penalty was a little more, yeah. then you wouldn't see that as much. But... Devin Shore did get called up. They put uh, Tanev on IR, and Devin Shore got called up, and he was actually getting some work on the uh, penalty kill in practice today. So who knows? Maybe, maybe he's we'll on the tonight. roster yeah, tonight. Who knows? On the the PK. Uh, so yeah, you know, I mean, we talked about him when we picked him up, and he was the first guy to get called up. So that's uh, interesting uh, to see that. Okay, you you were at the game. How do you like the new kind of scoreboard and intro and different things that the they're doing? I think I and they they've also got like the band. They've got like a band with like horns. Red Alert. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they've had that, but you haven't. I didn't. Been to I had seen them, had them last year. Yeah. Uh, so no, they, was they're cool. rad. It was cool to see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The new scoreboard looks nice. Everything's super high def. I mean, you can see everything no matter where you are in the arena. Yeah, the, my whole thing is like, you know, just all the information that they put on there. Now oh, yeah. you see who's like, who's got the most ice time, you know, they've got little like eyes for the different periods. They really do. A lot of stats. They do a great job coming through yeah. with stats. Like I learned last night that, 
or at the Hurricanes game that Larson had played every single game since yeah. inaugural yeah. since game one of the inaugural season. So it's like that's that's really cool to know that he hasn't missed one game in that entire time, and he's the only yeah. one, right? So yeah. it's like you learn those little like hockey facts and and like you said, all the little stats and score sheets well, and stuff. Just things they didn't have last year where yeah. you'd be like, you know, who's you know who's the starting lineup? Blah blah blah. Who's got the most ice time? This that and the other thing, and it was like a shadow stat that they throw up every once in a while but now it's like down there in the bar it's a little busy but they'll keep working on it yeah and as far as the intro goes you know the one cool thing i think with this new intro is that we went to the playoffs last year so i when i went to that first game it was like all these highlights you know and they're projecting them on the ice and um really gives you the goosebumps so um those guys are a top tier you know, production team, and I'll be excited to see what little, like, tweaks and things they yeah, come out Yeah, as with. time goes on. And then they got the big steam, like, whatever. The tentacle, as, the tentacle drops down from up and lands in the middle of the ice and lights up and everything. That's all yeah. really, really cool. Well, they added, like, the two, like, steam things for when the players come out or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was, like, half expecting fire, but, you know, Kraken's like a cold water creature. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it makes sense. So, yeah, always cool to get little updates as the, you know, when a new season comes around and, and just see that they're still working and getting better and all, you know, in all phases. That's so, right. Yeah. Okay, anything else before we get into our what the puck segment? I I got nothing else. All right. Well, you know, we don't do it often, but we got to bring in back what the puck. Um and it's for this one. Gary Bettman and the NHL have decided there will be no pride jerseys, and they've banned pride, uh, players from putting pride tape on their stick. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? That is so stupid. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, like, I think with all the controversy from the Pride Night thing last season... And then finding out that, like, Russian players can get arrested and thrown in jail or whatever if they, you know, wear a rainbow jersey or whatever, which is, like, God, the most unbelievable thing I've ever heard. Like, it makes no sense. Other than that, it makes no sense. Like, to ban uh, colored stick tape on players' hockey sticks just makes no sense. I could see not doing Pride Night anymore as, as an entire organization, the NHL, because of because of like the you know possible convictions or whatever that these uh, you know you know Russian players or maybe other countries might face back home, but saying no one's allowed to put rainbow stick tape on their stick is stupid, and they'd have to throw me out of there. I'd probably just do it every day just to screw with them. Well, <laughs> some players are saying that they're they're gonna. You know, and, and so we'll see. I don't blame them. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I think it's just silly, uh, idiotic, and it makes no sense. It's, uh, you know, what about hockey is for everyone? Yeah, let's just go backwards. Like, except, no, no, <laughs> not really. It's not, you know, I mean, what a kind of poor message to send. Um, and not allowing, like, players autonomy over their own stick. Like, okay, this guy doesn't want to wear a pride jersey. That's fine. Like, and the well, next, they're going to say you can't have black stick tape. Yeah. My <laughs> whole... And it's so... You know, there's so many hypocritical things in there. 
these people are from all over the world, but we make them celebrate like military night and they wear camo jerseys. Uh -huh. And it's like the, for the U.S. military who, you know, tortured people in Guantanamo Bay and stuff like that. So, you know, you can find whatever reason you want to not do something um, when you should. Yeah. Um, Maybe just do the right thing. Yeah. So, you know, there's talk of organizing like a fan pride night. And, uh, you know, I want to say that hockey is for everyone, despite, you know, the mistakes of Gary Bettman and the league and on the this one. And the organization, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and uh, try to make people feel welcome and, and uh, heard and everything like that. So absolutely. It's, uh, it's a real bummer. It's a shame. Yeah. They should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah. They, you know. They got it wrong for sure. Yep, I agree. Uh, yeah, so hopefully, you know, we can keep walking the other way, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and maybe pretty next, soon here there'll the be some more pride we can jerseys. End on a happy note. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of jerseys, though, before we get out of here, everyone should check out the Firebirds, like Diaz de los Muertos jersey. Really really cool oh i haven't seen that i'll have to check um, it out yeah they are are gonna wear them or did wear them for well halloween's coming like up. warm-ups yeah and uh they were out of this world nice so, cool you know the more cool artists that they can collaborate with and and cool things that they can do with that stuff the better for everyone so, absolutely yeah all right. Well, anything, uh, anything else, Doug? I don't think so. I think that's it for this episode. Okay, then it's just uh, you and I and the New York Rangers and a date with the Seattle that's Kraken. It. We'll see. Cool. Well, let's go Kraken. Our intro music is by the Zambonis, and our outro music is by Stompin' Tom Connors. So check those guys out. We would love to hear from you. So tweet us at Kraken Captains. If you listen to this podcast and you like it, tell your friends. Give us a like on Spotify or wherever you listen. Follow us on social media. We do this podcast for the Kraken fans, so if that's you, shout us out. Keep your head up, because another episode is coming real soon. Hello out there, we're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.